tonight. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, let's start by looking back at Joshua Usik and Usik now, and we joined on the line by the well-renowned Lloyd Somkiata. Lloyd, good evening. Thank you for taking our call tonight on SAFM. Good evening, Tabiso. Thank you for having me, and uh, good evening to all your listeners. Thank you, Taloid. Before we get to Joshua Usik, I'm going to hijack you a bit here. Pacquiao retired today. Where does he go down in history? Certainly one of the greatest, one of the greatest pound for pound. Uh, he's had a lot of things that he's done that only him alone has done. But now, boxing history being so long, there have been people before who have done a lot of things. So, if you match his record against a lot of them, you find that if you if you say let us make um, comparisons, yes, you can never. I don't think at this stage you can go down up to number fifteen without mentioning the name Manny Pacquiao in um, boxing, the history of boxing. So you have a lot of respect for him. I have a lot of respect for that man coming from flyweight yes. right up to was it middleweight, beating mm. everybody collecting those titles. And uh, he never said no to any opponent. He was always ready to fight anyone. And uh, if you look at how he fought, he was always brutal. He took brutality, he gave it back to everybody that he met. And uh, people loved him because they knew that when he fought, it was entertainment all the way. The sport's only eight-division world champion. That's how good Manny Pacquiao was. But let's talk now about Joshua Usyk Deloitte. Firstly, was the result a shock for you, or did you give Usyk a chance before the fight? I was uh, like everybody else. I was like stupid for that fight. (laughs) I just did not know what was going to happen. As a result, there were few people who who could come out clean and say, Usyk is going to win, or Joshua is going to win, because... There were a lot of tangibles both ways mm. because you are looking at a a truly tested, tried and tested world heavyweight champion. In size, he's very big, one of the biggest. Mm. And at the same time, he's got strength, he's got power, he's made a lot of defenses against the best that the world can offer. Now here comes a smaller one, a, a cruiserweight. And there was not many fights in the professionals. Let's put the amateur ranks aside. Let's just take the professionals. 18 fights in the professionals. Having beaten cruiserweight and two heavyweights, everybody knows that he's a master when it comes to boxing. But uh, could you really come out and say he's going to outbox um, say, uh, Joshua for 12 rounds? I was thinking so, but at the same time, I was like somewhere along the line, is going to have to stand to come down and drink. And that's when Joshua, the hitman, the sniper, mm-hmm. is going to catch him. But as it is, we waited for that right up to round 12. And everybody waited for that up to round 12 until this guy won. Yes, there were some people who were saying, Usain is going to win. I was one of those who said, I did not know. I don't know. So then you've mentioned that Joshua had the size because uh, Usyk was coming up from cruiserweight. What did you make of AJ's strategy for this fight? Because from where I was sitting, it looked like he wanted to just box and outpost Usyk and probably didn't use his size to his advantage. You see, that's, 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 he, had, he had to do one of two things. He either had to use his size, his strength, and his power to actually take the fight to, 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 to Usyk. Mm. 
chase Usaik around that ring and even use his hands to block him when he moves from side to side. Because here was a, a southpaw, a very slick southpaw, moving wide out, uh, using that southpaw wide out uh, movement. So Joshua had to take those two steps to actually close the, 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 the gap between them. Mm-hmm. And what he had to do now was to take those steps, block him as he moved, and then put the pressure of hell on him, mm-hmm. even risking being hit back because he would be in a position to say, well, I don't think he hit hard enough for a heavyweight to actually drop me. So Joshua would be able to take two or three in order to land one. That's what he had to do. On the other side, he had to box. He mm-hmm. chose to box. And now choosing to box now, if you choose to box, you are not going to actually be moving forward. You are going to be moving back. You are going to be moving sideways. You are going to be jabbing. You are going to be fainting. You are going to be putting punches and combinations at certain times when you put your, oppon- your opponent at the right place and at the, at the right time. So a lot of times that gives you uh, your opponent a chance because a lot of times you hesitate. A lot of times you don't throw punches because you are basing yourself on timing and all of that, which is what um, Joshua did and which is the advantage that Usyk wanted because he was by far the faster boxer. He was by far uh, the more skillful of the two. Remember, we we, we, we had two styles here. Mm-hmm. We had the, 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 the European stand-up style of fighting, uh, basing all of boxing on the basics. Mm-hmm. Your jab, your feint, your guards up, your straight right hand, your right hook, your left hook, your uppercut, and jabbing again, doing all of that. And then you have the Russian-Ukrainian style of fighting. Mm-hmm. They base their boxing on dance. Those guys dance and dance a lot when they train. They, train. they put a lot of emphasis on the step, they put a lot of emphasis on the rhythm, and then they put on those punches. So someone was going to give, some style was going to give, because it's two styles colliding. And as it is, the basic style, the European style, gave way. So are you saying then that Joshua should have bullied him a little bit here, you know, because of his size advantage? Joshua should have put his gum shield between his teeth, tightened his teeth, Tightened his uh, his, uh, his his uh, his wrist close his wrist tighten his wrist go forward and make sure that each and every time they close the distance he throws he throws anything he throws to the body he throws to the head yes he was going to be eating up some some punches on the way and he was going to be missing with some of the punches but now. That would also be difficult for Joshua to do because Joshua is known to lose stamina, not to have the gas mm. to put on the pressure for 12 rounds. So if he did that, he, would, he was supposed to have done that from the first round so that by round 8, 9, when he starts to drop, maybe Usyk himself has gone down to a trot so that he's able to catch him, but he couldn't do that. That was the only way. And even if he comes back for the, to the rematch and mm. say he's going to box, in fact, let me say, I don't think anybody is going to be able to outbox Usyk. Mm. Not in the past, not in the present, 
and not in the future, not in that heavyweight division. Big statement there by Lois Omkia, who's our guest, as we look back at Joshua Usik. If you did manage to watch that fight, do send us your voice notes. You can send them to 061-4104-107. Tabisa, good evening. Brad from Marisburg. Thanks for a great show as always. There's a lovely, lovely South African word for that fight. Haibo. I know, I know a lot of guys said that uh, Usik can do it and whatever the case may be, but he still did something really, really special. So I think even old uh, Joshua's walking away, and uh, if he knew the word, he'd be saying, hey, boy, that, that was a special fight. Really special. Awesome sport, and that's why sport's amazing. Spot on, Brad Marisburg. Good evening, everybody. Uh, I just want to have a quick comment on the Anthony Joshua yes, fight. Definitely. I thought that, uh, for me, Anthony Joshua really lost his invincibility when he lost against um, Andrew Ruiz. And ever since then... Right, I knew that he's not invincible anymore, and uh, yeah, lo and behold, he he's not when he lost against Usyk. So uh, that was a great fight, a great, ups- a great upset. However, though, I'd like to ask you guys, though, which is the biggest upset? Is it the Andrew Ruiz or this loss against Usyk? For me, yeah, it has to be the Andrew Ruiz one. Thank you. Aibo, itumeleng. If you don't know what Aibo is, it's basically when somebody's surprised or somebody's shocked. And uh, that's what Brad was saying. Everybody's shocked. A lot of people are shocked by this result here. We're going to take a, a quick break. We'll come back with more of your voice notes. It is now 2-0 to Cape Town City against the Swap. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Still talking about the upset. I mean, if a man was 4-5-1 to one for a boxing match, then he was clearly an outsider. And this was a huge upset here. Um. Deloitte, before I get to, to the question that was asked, I just wanted to understand from you. I mean, credit firstly to Usik. It can be easy moving up a division. What adjustments do you have to make to move from cruiserweight to heavyweight? The, the, the first adjustment is the size. And uh, when you talk size, you cannot um, add your size by moving up, growing up to be taller. But uh, you've got to be working on your muscle. You've got to have the bigger muscles. But at the same time, the, 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 the challenge there is to be able to bulk ma- that muscle to be bigger and be more powerful. And at the same time, to have that, um, uh, 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 that speed without losing the speed, having more power. And that becomes a lot of challenge to a lot of people because it's not everybody who can do that. Some guys will bulk and then they will lose the speed. Mm. Some guys will bulk and even after they have bulked, there is no more power. So it needs now somebody special to actually be able to get your muscles to bulk, to be bigger, to be bigger and still be stronger and still be fast. So that is a challenge for anyone who says. And up to this stage, only two guys now, it looks like, have been able to do it. Evander Holyfield, and now lately, it's Usaik. All the other guys, even your great uh, guys like Achimo, um, uh, Michael Spinks and all of that, those guys think, even Bob Foster. Mm. And I saw comparisons were being made of Osik and Holyfield. Is it too soon? I think it is too soon. <laughs> but again, having said it is too soon, who is out there? I think the biggest challenge for him, and uh, if he can actually go past that one, then it won't be too soon. To, 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 to convey him to, to Holyfield. The winner between Fury and Wilder is going to be his biggest fight. And if he's able to come through those guys, then his name is going to be etched up there with the greatest guys of all time.
Do you, do you think now he's earned the respect of the other heavyweights now? They're looking at him as a serious contender now. I mean, he's got belts. Heavyweights will always be heavyweights. Heavyweights will always be calling him out. Especially the big heavyweights who believe that what Joshua didn't do, they can be able to do. Mm. Rough him up, take him all over the ring. In fact, walk him down mm. to a trot and then beat him. I, I don't think there's going to be any time where heavyweights are going to be saying they, 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 cannot, they cannot take him. Yes, respect, they will. But I think to a lot of heavyweights, this is an opportunity to be champion. Like, for instance, if you look at guys like Gillian White, mm-hmm. Gillian White is already, is already calling him mm-hmm. to say, let's get it on, let's fight. And a lot of heavyweights are going to be doing that until they get into the ring and they get beaten. But I think he is an opportunity a lot of them. Okay, let's take another voice note. I would really love to know what is the prediction for the third or trilogy between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. Thank you. I think Tyson Fury can find his way around this guy and outbox him. It's not that anymore, Tyson Fury. I think people have got their own ways of describing things. I just believe that Tyson Fury will lose against TNT Wilder this time around. Why? So if he says, if this guy says, Tyson Fury, then it is, yeah, now we are <laughs> so that's why Masuna Tating and Abayubasia Chafela must take and get who wins. He feels Fury is going to win. That's okay. That's boxing. I feel wilder this time. Why? He's going to make he's going to make a lot of adjustments. Uh-huh. He's going to his adjustments are not going to be only physical. His adjustments are psychological. Mm. He's going to fill in a lot of spaces that were left open when he went to, to fight uh, Fury for the second fight. Mm-hmm. And over 12 rounds, with his kind of power and the adjustment he's going to make, somewhere along the line, he's going to land. And when he lands, Fury will go down. <laughs> and, and another thing is, a lot of things that Fury was able to do in that last fight, a lot of eyes are on him this time. He's not going to be able to do that starting from the referee a referee who is going to be able to count when he falls number two a referee who's going to warn him when he hits with the wrists and all sorts of things the fight has got to be clear it will be this time because everybody is watching he'll be he'll be watching from the from from the dressing room which means if ever the things that I said he had done in the wrestling room, if he, he did those things, this time they will not happen. Mm. Now, going to this one, Wilder, that overconfidence he had in the second fight and even going to the ring wearing those heavy things and mm, all of that, mm, he's not, yes, he's not going to be wearing those costumes. This time he's going to have to learn to relax just warm up and loosen up going to the fight and not start doing things that by the time he gets to the ring, he's finished. And I believe this combination between him and this guy is going to come out with the formula. And the formula is going to 
lead to a knockout. Fury is going to be knocked out. That's my take on the fight. And if I am wrong, I will stand up and I will be having no excuses. I will say I saw it wrong. But I seldom see things wrong. <laughs> I October. It is. We're gonna bring you back. Come here. nine October. We're gonna yes. bring you back yet, Daloid. But there was a <laughs> and then and then what do you think would ha- will happen in the rematch, Joshua and Usik then because Joshua's activating that rematch. Joshua is uh, is activating the rematch clause. But uh, I think the way he was beaten, the rematch clause now that says immediate rematch, I think it will work against him. Why I'm saying so is Joshua is still um, in the learning process. He is Deontay Wilder. He started boxing at an at a late stage, and uh, he is still learning some things. That is the reason sometimes he's mechanical, and um, you can even predict what he's going to be doing. And when he is put under pressure, he doesn't have the answers. In fact, when it came to Usaik, and Usaik started asking questions, he didn't have the answers. And he also didn't have the questions himself to ask Wilder, simply because Joshua is still learning. And uh, I don't want to take away anything away. I don't want to take anything away from his uh, trainers that have been with him from the beginning. But I think at this stage, he should go to those Americans. The Americans oh. have been shaming his ways for years. Mm-hmm. They are um, experienced in that. The British guys, heavyweights, have always been beaten by the Americans. In fact, there was a time when the British guys were British heavyweights were being called the British horizontals because they would be <laughs> hit and they would lie horizontal on the on the on the other. So him and uh, Lennox Lewis and uh, to a little bit a little bit Frank Bruno and uh, Tyson Fury, there have been exceptions. But I think for him, because he still has time to actually learn how to train and fight like a heavyweight is going to go to those Americans. He still has time. So a rematch now, an immediate rematch, I think will work against him. I think he still needs to be trained. He still needs to be taught. Maybe a fight or two, and then he can go for a rematch if Usyk is still there. But an immediate rematch, it's, 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 it's too soon. Because if it says immediate, it will be, we are talking April, mm. May, mm. June, next year. That's okay. too short. And then somebody asked, the biggest upset, is it Joshua losing to Ruiz or Usyk? Can you say that again? Who, who caused the biggest upset? Did Ruiz cause the biggest upset by beating Joshua, or was it Usyk beating Joshua? No, it was Ruiz. I thought so too. I it was so Ruiz, too. again, simply because. Forget the records, both of them and all that. Just look at the time it took for him to prepare for that right? because he yeah. came in as a late-minute yeah. substitute. For that big baby guy, I, I mm, don't Jared remember Miller. his name. Big Jared Miller. Miller. That the, the big baby Miller. He came in as a replacement for that guy. Short time, and he was ready. But look at what happened when now he had a whole long time mm. to prepare for that fight. And he came in looking like two tanks, and he couldn't fight <laughs> a leak, and he was bitter. Yes, the upset was him beating yeah. Joshua. And where does this loss leave Joshua Fury now? Do you still want that to happen? Or must Fury get past Wilder also now? 
fury must get past Wilder. And if he's able to get past Wilder, I would be interested to see him against Usaid. Because uh-huh. I believe he will have a very good strategy using his size to bully Usaid around. I would love to see him take the fight to Usaid. I'd love to see Usaid making him miss and countering him, but I don't know how long that would take. And then if, 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 if he loses, we see now Deontay Wilder against Usaid. I would like to see Deontay Wilder being boxed to pieces, missing and spinning around, even holding the ropes, being made to miss by Usaid. But one punch. Maybe one to the ribs, or maybe one to the temple and end of the fight. I would love to see those fights because those fights would be be having a lot of expectations. Okay. Because Fury would come with his own with his uh, own uh, style of fighting against Usyk, then Wilder with his own. I'm I'm interested. I'm okay, interested. I but I think it will be Wilder versus Usyk because Wilder is going to win. Okay, we'll bring you back. Thank you, Taloid. Lois Omkia giving us his expert analysis, former boxer, to his trainer, former administrator. So he knows his story there. And you can tell that he's confident like a boxer should be. Anyway, we're going to move right along now. Lonky Vet Boy, I see your, your message here. I'm going to try and read it if we have time. Um, hopefully, we can get a voice note to play. Uh, but let's move right along now and find out about the tournament that is happening this weekend. Kaba Boxing Academy have a tournament on Friday, the 1st of October. And the promoter, Mr. Linda Saliwa, joins us on the line. Good evening, Mr. Saliwa. Thank you again for taking our call here on SAFM. Oh, can you hear us? Well, I think we've lost him there. Mr. Linda Saliwa, are you there? Oh, oh, sorry, oh there sorry, you sorry. are. I'm yes. here, I'm here. I'm yes. here. No, I was saying uh, thanks for taking our call tonight. Oh, okay. It's a pleasure. No, no, it's, it's a pleasure. Uh, Tabiso. How are preparations uh, going? Uh, everything is in order. Mm. Uh, everything is, yeah, everything is fine for the tournament. As we just did the, the pre-medicals today. Wonderful, because the last time we spoke to you, I know there were so many challenges. How did you manage to overcome these challenges to make sure that this tournament goes ahead on Friday? Uh, we had we had to sit down uh, with our technical team and also with the club of boxing promotion and box, boxers from the academy and sort out sort, sort out sort out our internal issues. So that's why we we did this tournament comfortably. Mm-hmm. And is this one of the tournaments you were looking to hold earlier this year? Did you have to come up with a new tournament? Uh, the only thing that changed this time around is the main bout. Uh, this tournament was supposed to be headlined by Gideon Wutili. Mm. Uh, because of uh, we, we respected his wish that he wanted to attend to his, uh, to his problems. so that, And then we had to make some changes and then we headlined it in London. Mm. So what can we expect on Friday? What do we have on the bill? Uh, our main bout at a vacant WPO global title, Plan Lachisa against the Philippine guy, Javas uh, Absede, mm-hmm. who's rated number nine in the WPC. Uh, our main supporting bout will be Paman uh, Labalin, mm-hmm. who'll be defending for the first time his junior fly South African title against Momelo Chabala from Kauteng. And then the, un- the other undercard is. Uh, Landing Mike will be fighting the guy from Malawi, 
it's Romeo Makwakwa mm. at Junior Pantam, six rounds. Uh, another exciting fight will be between Pilakola versus uh, Zolisa Pati uh, at Junior Feather, six rounds. Sangengo was against uh, uh, this boy. Onela Kongwane, the veteran mm. from Snap Park. Uh, and also uh, uh, exciting prospect from PE and Sonobile Makhene will be fighting against uh, let me check but against uh, Onela Kongwan peace so okay. that is the six, six, six pounds bill wonderful and where is it taking place what kind of support do you have uh, it's taking place at, at um, ICC East London mm-hmm. yeah, the, with the partners of uh, we are partnering with Parks and Eastern Cape Tourism and also uh, premier hotels and resorts in East London. And you have TV it for this be, one. Kaba always has TV for his tournaments. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it will no, be live. Is it live from 6 on Friday yes. night? No, no, at 5. At 5. Oh, at five. From, from 5. At, at 5, yes, from 5. It will be live on Sport, Sport 9. And we've seen reports that some reports are saying the tournament is not sanctioned by BSA, it's not approved. Are you aware of these reports? Yes, uh, we've seen such allegations from allegations from, face, from Facebook and other social media. But uh, the proof that the tournament is going on, that we just had a, a, a medical, pre-medical study, mm. official pre-medical that was been done by the provincial manager. So in your opinion, the tournament has been approved and has been sanctioned? Yes, Okay, that's wonderful. And how, how, how delighted are you? Because I know the last time we spoke, there were a lot of challenges. <laughs> boxers had wanted their money, but finally it's going ahead. I mean, you must be pleased at least. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, I'm so relieved. Uh, it was a lot of pressure. This, this boxing business, especially the promotion, uh, it's, a, it's a huge, huge responsibility and a lot of work. So at least now I'm delighted that everything is going, going according to plan. Okay, no, we wish you all the best, Mr. Saliwa. We thought it's only fair that we bring you on when you've got a tournament so that we don't only talk about the bad things that happen. You've done something here. You've made sure that you've put a tournament together and we thought it's important that we at least uh, give, you, give you a platform. Obviously, still no fans allowed, right? That must be the only disappointment. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, of course, everyone is, is ready and hungry to watch Boxing Live. Mm. But, they can still, much, but they can still watch it on TV. Yes, yes, on Passport 9, on 5. What are you expecting from, 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 from Kicha? How is he? Have you had a look at him? Because he was very um, impressive in that win against... There was a Joey Kanoi that he beat the last time out. Uh, I think we'll be, ex- we'll be expecting a, a more uh, exciting performance from him because he's excited this time around. Mm. Uh, and he's been... Uh, at least, let me call it active because of in the last fight he was off for about two years. Mm, so mm. now, so now we'll be seeing a more sharper kicker than the last one. Wonderful! All the best, Mr. Salewa. All the best to Kaba Boxing Academy for Friday night. Thank you, thank you very much for this for your time. Thank you, sir. Let me then read that message that we got earlier from Lonky Vetboy, who says, "Well, Taviso, my money 
was on Usyk to outbox, outsmart, and even KO Joshua. You see, smart man here. I lost confidence in AJ when he struggled against an old Klitschko, and then with all his power and size, he got KO'd by a shorter Ruiz. I've concluded that AJ is just not cut out for the sport. Oh, okay. That's a bit harsh. He shows no hunger and will to win, and he has no heart at all. He reminds me of Mtobe Limklope, who had all the necessary tools, but his heart was just not cut out for boxing. And get there's nothing he can do about it so no heart anthony joshua no chin does even have a chin he was almost knocked out there in that 12th round hey if there were 20 more seconds of that fight he would have been on the floor there anthony joshua so uh, well done to usik there's another man lonky vet boy i've seen this name actually before is it on the group that we have there on facebook I think that's the group that we have. Uh, I, I seem to recognize this name. But anyway, let's move right along now. And we're going to speak to Boxing South Africa and the acting CEO, the COO, as Sindung Omo joins us on the line. Uh, good evening, CEO, COO. Thank you for speaking to us tonight on SAFM. Good evening, Kajisa, and uh, good evening to the listeners at home. We had a number of tournaments last week to celebrate Heritage Day. As Boxing South Africa, it seems like you support our promoters to align with these important days on the calendar. Or is it just a coincidence? No, it has always been a tradition um, to have some tournaments uh, during uh, public holidays and that uh, celebrate these. So this was just um, a continuation of that. However, it was really, really encouraging to have so many number of tournaments just in on one weekend. But even much more, um, you know, encouraging is that uh, in one weekend we had uh, five um, essays titles being contested mm. and uh, three new champions were, were crowned uh, during this uh, five tournament. Wonderful. And overall, when you get your report back, did everything go well? Um, yes, in terms of, uh, you know, the tournaments, uh, um, you know, the bouts and, and all, yes. But generally, um, you know, we do have one or two, um, uh, you know, challenges, especially during uh, covid mm. Uh, but nothing really that uh, cannot be corrected. Um, just notably, uh, you know, we do know that, you know, everybody is COVID-19 tired now. <laughs> so, you know, the, 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 the vigor that we had, uh, you know, initially uh, in terms of risk management and all uh, is something that we are battling uh, with. And understandably so, I mean, it's been uh, more than a year, um, almost 18 months without uh, fans. Um, so understandably, you know, people are tired, but these are things that we manage uh, tournament on tournament. And uh, we are getting uh, cooperation from, from our promoters and, and, and licenses in general. Wonderful. And we have another one this weekend, the CEO hosted by Club of Boxing Academy. There's been some confusion on whether it's been sanctioned or not. Uh, there was a story today that said it's not been approved. What's the status of this one on Friday? Uh, yes, Tabi. So I think uh, this comes uh, on the background of um, um, uh, an interview uh, the, uh, or a question that was posed uh, to myself on, on, on Tuesday um, about a tournament. And genuinely at that time, I did not have any information on any tournament that is uh, this, this weekend and hence my response uh, as, as such. Um, and therefore, I think this is what uh, led uh, to many uh, speculations and, and, and as such. 
Uh, Tabiso, as the acting CEO, I'm not hands-on um, at the moment with tournaments in terms of application as such, but we do have our weekly meetings that we, uh, um, you know, uh, catch up with the team. Mm-hmm. And uh, as of Monday, this tournament, unfortunately, had not been in our books for various reasons. Um, and therefore, I think this, that that comment came at the background of, uh, of, of, uh, of that uh, situation. And Okay, and then at the moment now, what's the status? Uh, so unfortunately, um, I will not, uh, you know, be in a position to say that the tournament is sanctioned. Um, it is unfortunate that, uh, you know, the promoter did not work through the office um, to ensure that his tournament is sanctioned like all the other tournaments. And therefore, it, made it, it makes it difficult for me um, as the acting CEO to um, come on this platform and, uh, you know, give 100% assurance that this tournament has been um, sanctioned. It is a new promoter, uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Saliwa. Um, and unfortunately, um, you know, processes were not followed. Um, and therefore, I, I, I'm not uh, comfortable uh, and I will not be able to say that uh, there is a tournament. I am hearing it for the first time that there was a pre-med um, uh, uh, in the province. We activate um, uh, activities, the pre-med, the weigh-in, and the tournament is a BSA-led uh, uh, event. And um, I'm not aware um, that there was a, a pre-med. Uh, ordinarily, a pre-med does not get staged a day before a weigh-in. And, um, yeah, that, mm. that is what I would like to uh, comment on. I'm not sure that uh, uh, I'm able to uh, comment further on the status of, of, the, of the tournament. No, fair enough. And I was about to ask, because he said to us there was a pre-med, which means a provincial manager should have been there. So you are even surprised by, by that? Uh, yes, like I said, I did hear. Unfortunately, mm. this uh, entire day I was engaged in, in other you know, activities and meetings. We hosted a, a question and answer um, a session uh, virtually. Um, and uh, I did hear that, uh, uh, you know, there is such. However, I have uh, written to the provincial manager to get an official um, report on this, mm. and, um, and, and we'll take it from there. Okay. And is there still time to salvage it then, CEO, because it's set for Friday, that's 48 hours from now? Um, I think, uh, you know, we must be aware that uh, as the acting CEO and as the operations office, and even in my head as the um, you know, uh, uh, director of operations, I do not sanction tournaments. Uh, there is a sanctioning committee, and that call will be made uh, by the, the sanctioning committee for hours. When that call is made, it is to support uh, the tournament. Um, and if that, if that instruction is then given, uh, having reviewed all the challenges that we've had with this tournament, we will certainly, um, you know, uh, implement uh, and activate activities as they, they should be. However, I, I, I would like to still say that I, I have not even engaged uh, the, the promoter, um, and, and, and it's an unfortunate that I, you know, I come on this platform and, and seem to distance myself in, mm-hmm. the, in the tournament. However, with the promoters that we've worked hand in hand with and uh, and and processed tournaments correctly, we've managed to find ourselves and come out on such platforms uh, on a united front and knowing very well what will be, um, you know, what will be happening. Um, but I do trust that uh, 
the sanctioning committee will obviously make the correct decision. And uh, and uh, if uh, activities tomorrow should continue, we will certainly do that. And I will be um, first in line to give that support to, to the promoter. But we must be um, uh, uh, seen mm. to still hold uh, our policies and rules uh, and, and activate those with integrity. Um, and, and we need to review those when it comes to uh, the staging of this tournament. Mm, it's such a pity because they said they've already secured TV and, and, and you wonder now if this uncertainty won't affect relations with, with the TV who are probably also looking forward to showing this tournament. Most definitely. I think we've done a lot of work, Tabiso, to uh, ensure that we give assurance to broadcasters. Mm. You would know that recently we've been uh, discussing with SAPC, there is a relationship with Supersport. Mm. And I think when I say that, we would need to sit down and review internally, but also with the promoter itself, because this does place some sort of, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, um, uh, a dented confidence in, in what we do and, and, and hope that we will be able to do things a little bit uh, better uh, next time because we would like to support each and every promoter, especially when it is a new promoter. But also we want to be sensitive in that there have been boxes that have not been active uh, for, for a while, but we must not allow um, you know, uh, other stakeholders to also hold our processes and how we run uh, as a to hostage. And therefore, when things are done correctly, uh, we do not need to get there. But we must be very, very careful on making decisions based on other entities' rules because we don't interfere into their business. And I do not believe that we should have other stakeholders also, you know, interfering into our processes because we would want to work hand in hand, but in an environment where, you know, there's transparency, but there's also um, appreciation of what we are trying to do long term. Uh, we would want the support for other promoters as well, but it starts with just making sure that uh, there is things that are done correctly and a proper consultation and that proper channels in doing things um, is, is then followed so that we can, uh, you know, uh, give support like we've done uh, with other tournaments in the Eastern Cape and in other provinces. Loud and clear, CEO. Let's uh, hope for a positive outcome or or we'll get an update to what happens uh, before the tournament. But thank you for the clarity. Thank you for being able to take our call and uh, and speak to us tonight. Thank you, Tadiso. Thanks, CEO. Before oh, CEO and C, acting CEO and uh, the director of operations at Boxing South Africa, Ms. Sinding Gomo. Before we talk to Prince Lomo, let me just play a minute of this voice note about Joshua Usik. By the way, it's 4 0 now to Cape Town City against Swallows. Uh, yes, Tabis. I recall when we interviewed Joshua before this fight. I think in South Africa it was only it was only me and you. And I asked Joshua, I asked Joshua if he had made any adjustments yes. uh, in preparing for this fight because we know that he was going to he was going to fight Tyson Fury. And do you remember what he said? He said, no, yes. the only difference is that I'm going to fight a sidebow this time. So I have to hold my cards like this. And he and he even he even demonstrated it. You know, from then I knew that this guy was underestimating Ufuri. He was overlooking Ufuri as if uh, sorry, I'm saying Ufuri. He was overlooking Usk as if uh, he had already beaten him. Which was sure is this 
this habit of underestimating your opponent sometimes i don't know i think it is it it is in his mental psyche because even you could see when he fought joshua um uh, and ruiz that he didn't give him a chance to beat him it's very sad because this is a heavyweight division Okay, Mesulizi, for that's you. We're going to bring you back. We've decided we're going to give you your own show to talk about boxing because we had so much fun when you were on the line. But I remember that question. I remember you asked him that and he wasn't convincing in his answer. So no surprises there. But let's speak now to Prince Lomo and still, still the SA champion. Prince, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Yeah, thank you to have me, sir. Prince, what did people of the Eastern Cape do to you, my friend? What? What did, what did they do to you? Uh, the people of, of, of Eastern Cape uh, didn't do nothing for me. It's just a part of the sport. And it's just a part of that. I want to show them that I, I'm the lion of the Eastern Cape. I want to lie on them. <laughs> hey, you are wiping the floor with these guys, man. Three in a row now. How was your last fight against Makeleni? Because I heard you were not well ahead of the fight. You were not feeling well. Yes, and uh, from that fight, I'm... I was not feeling well. In uh, honestly, in the, from the whole week, I, I wasn't feeling well. I was in me. I was thinking maybe I was I was having corona, but I, I checked the corona twice, mm. and uh, I was clean, negative, negative. Then I just surprised. I don't know what's happening for me because I was not feeling well. But in my mind, I tell myself that there is the word that they say. Um, the social, social film service. Mm, mm. Mm. Yeah, so I told myself that I it's better to die by leaving my title just like that to that guy. Ah, no, 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 no. I'm not a guy that, that kind of a guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then what, what did your camp say when you said you were not feeling well, but you wanted to fight? Um, my coach, he said, hey, nothing you're going to do, my friend. You must push. So hard, but my mind. I also tell myself that it's better to die than leaving my title. And I know I, ca- I can't beat by other, other guys uh. because I'm the man. I I trust myself. Even though I was sick, I would say I I gonna die inside the ring. Then I will see that maybe it's my day to die. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And and do you have you found out what the issue was? Why you were not feeling well? And uh, I, I didn't find out the issue because I I don't want to lie. I didn't know but but from today mm. uh, but from today I feeling I'm starting to feel well. I don't know what, what what's happening for me. Oh. From that fight, let me say. So you're feeling much better now? I'm feeling much better now, sir, because I'm starting now to getting better and better and better. Even though I'm not I'm not quietly clean sure, you see sir. Mm. So yes, you sir. so your last three fights you beat Ndongeni, won the belt against Mtotele, defended against Makeleni here, all Eastern Cape boxers. Who was who was the toughest here? Uh, the toughest in this in, in this guys I can say uh, is Mtotele. Yeah, fully speaking is Mtotele is not Ndongeni. Ndongeni is the best, I know that mm. everyone will say Ndongeni no. Was not was not that tough. I don't want to lie. Mm. Is Mtotele the guy that was toughest because was running the ring. I must follow him because I'm the one that was the challenger. You still remember? Sir? Yes, yes, yes. And yes. you had to so take that's the belt. Why I was the 
that one was the toughest because this this fight of Makelele, I will never say was the toughest fight. I will mm. even knock him so early. It's just that I was sick. I was not feeling well. Okay, we're talking to the reigning junior welterweight champion of South Africa. That is <laughs> us, Busiso <laughs> Prince Jomo. And still. And still. Yes, and still. And uh, Prince, it seems like you've just got a new lease of life. Now, I remember when we spoke to you after you beat Nomeva, you said you felt like a new boxer. You felt like you were starting out again and your love for boxing was renewed. Do you still feel like that? Yes, sir. I'm still feel like that uh, because hey, and now I'm still feeling more like more than that. <laughs> mm. I'm still so sir. Yes, sir. You I mean, want more now? I want more, sir. I want very, very more than that. I want the toughest fight now. But now you're the champion. They must come to you. Yeah, now they must come to me and they must fill the line. They must fill <laughs> the line. <laughs> <laughs> and and did that win over Nomeva because no one expected it? Did that win up because you knocked him out? Did it open opportunities for you, Prince? Or do you think you received more respect from the boxing community? Yes, and uh, from, from that fight of Nomeva, it's starting now to open my my career. You see, say all the fight now they are come left and right and center. You see, say. Mm. so that fight of Nomeva, yeah, and, uh, it make my life now starting to be. I don't know how can I call it, but that thing to be open. Yeah. So who's next for you? Or they must come and say they want you. <laughs> the next guy for me is uh, I know one that one want want to feel the demon inside the ring. I will take him down. But anyone that I'm not scared to those all those junior, all those junior white uh, Anyone that's why that's why I say anyone. But between Mkoteli and Makasi. Mm. I hear, I hear that uh, between those two guys. Chab- who? Chablani Makasi. Who? Makasi. Is Makasi the oh. guy from the pop? Oh. Yeah, between okay. those two guys, I think the one they must get the left hook. <laughs> Let's play a voice <laughs> note before we let you go, Prince. Hi, Chaviso, Tulan and Mitran. I'm liking the conversation you are having with uh, Usbuda there. Buddha is that's a very honest conversation. It's very interesting. The guy is confident. The guy is speaking from his heart. The guy is strong. And the guy is delivering inside the boxing ring. People are happy for you, Prince. You've been around in this spot for a long time, and I think you're finally getting what you deserve. What do you want to say to the people that support you? Yeah, I know, sir. To the people that supported me, I want to say thank you so much for supporting me, uh, to, to, for getting his heart, taking his all heart for me. I was, I was, I was so thankful. I must always, mm. he must always supporting me all the time. I will make him so happy and more happy than they think I will make him. I will make sure that I put him up. Wonderful. Keep going, Prince. All the best. We're happy to see you succeed, my friend. Thank you so much, sir. God bless you, sir. Thank you, Sbu. Prince Lomo. Also credit to the trainer, Charity Fire Mukondereri there. He did say he's going to make this guy a champion. He was on this show right here and he's made him a champion and they've defended now. Let's see what else they have in store for us. We're going to have to leave it there. We have to go to news. It was 4-0 to Cape Town City against Swallows FC.